Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Conservative Mama podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lie of feminism, and the destruction of progressivism by refocusing our attention on the F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and as always, and of course, freedom. Um, It's a zero-sum game, folks. You either have it or you don't. So it's time to stop being silent, silent majority. It's time to stand up, all 75 million of us, and growing. All right? This is ridiculous. So it's time to start fighting back. So this is the podcast that is going to encourage you to do so. Whew! That's a lot, right? Okay, you can always follow me over at Instagram. I'm at USMC. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Parler at Conservative Mama Podcast for both of those. And you can always email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. Um, definitely want to hear your feedback. Always open for comments or show suggestions or um, just your thoughts, anything. Uh, that's how you can you can reach me. Um, and I will I will hit you back if you if you make the attempt. So this is awesome. We're building a tribe. And uh, let's go. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We made it. 2021 is here. Uh, Hopefully all of you had a really good uh, New Year's Eve. I'm hoping that you spent it with friends or family or at least celebrating in some way. Uh, You know, nothing is sexier than dissent. So give the government a big double-barreled middle finger for me. Um, We did celebrate here with some close friends of ours. we didn't do anything exciting. So this is the first year we didn't actually play inappropriate adult games. Um, like, like, uh, what is that? Um, cards against humanity. Oh, I love that. You know, it's, it really tells you something about the people who play, right? Oh my goodness. So I love that game, but we didn't play it. Um, instead we sat around and we watched, uh, some comedians and just had some good laughs, but 2021 is here. It's here. We can kiss our 2020 debacle goodbye and usher in uh, the 2021 whatever is ahead of us. Um, But look, hey, our prophetic overlords are already stating the worst is yet to come when it comes to this daggone COVID-19. You know, I understand that COVID-19 was named for the fact it was found in allegedly found, um, developed, finished, I don't know, in 2019, but it should be called COVID forever. That's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, the prophetic overlords um, already stating that we are not out of the woods. Of course, it's right on the heels of that vaccine. Um, I'm not going to get too much into depth with the vaccine itself on this episode, but uh, (laughs) Dr. Fauci, you know, is already saying that a new wave is coming. Hooray! So I wish I had the little noisemaker for 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 the um, New Year's because I really feel like that's the moment. That would have been it. I need to get some noisemaker sounds or, or something where it's just um, <laughs> indicative of my emotion and, and my sarcasm because that would have been a really great spot for it. So yeah, pro, uh, prophetic Dr. Fauci. I, I don't know what else to say. He is, honest to God, a a prophet of the Lord. Um, He seemed to know that uh, the Trump administration was going to face a pandemic in 2017. Uh, He literally said it. He said um, that that would happen. So honestly, at this point, I don't know what, I don't know what we're scoffing him about because he called it back in 2017 and sure enough, it showed up. 
So maybe he's right that the worst is yet to come. Of course, it begs some questions, though, doesn't it? Like, how the hell he knows? How did you know that? Except, you know, as we dig, you find out that he's got ties to the Wuhan lab, as does Bill Gates and Barack Obama. Weird. Just follow the money. Follow the money. So it's a pretty remarkable thing. Flights out of the UK, I guess, are already being halted because of this brand new, uh, already mutated version of COVID-19. Isn't that remarkable? So as viruses go, we understand that they mutate, right? We, we get that. We've known that. Um, but th- so that's not the concerning bit. It really isn't. Whether or not they mutate is not the concerning portion. It is the speed in which this one allegedly mutates, right? So I don't know. You know, I can tell you that as a general rule, a wild virus does not mutate with any real speed. It just doesn't happen that fast. And it certainly doesn't mutate very quickly if it were to go from animal to human Uh, transmission and then from human to human transmission and then of course back from human human then to human animal right so all of these mutations that they the mainstream media fed us in the beginning were crap Um, those of us who understand at least on some level how viruses work and how mutations happen uh, knew that that was a load of bs but they fed it to us anyway and plenty of people believed it Um, and so here we are here we are Uh, COVID-19 is mutating. Uh, The UK is already kicking off with, with, you know, jumping the gun and saying no more flights uh, out of the UK or into the UK, you know, COVID everything. Prepare to be locked down indefinitely. Um, And if you think I'm lying, the Italians have already been told that they will be locked down um, until at least 2024. So, you know, again, I think it really goes back to our discussion about hope. (laughs) If you want to make people feel utterly hopeless, lock them down forever. Um, So you look it up, you know, this isn't, this isn't hyperbole. It's not exaggeration for effect. It isn't, um, you know, Sarah B's opinion about this stuff. It's out there. It's out there. Um, And so that came across the airwaves in my world here today. Um, and I thought that was disgusting. 2024. So you're not going to allow citizens to go back to their normal lives for another, you know, three years. You might as well call it four years because this year just started, right? And in Paris, France never came out of lockdown and, and Parisians um, are already fleeing because they anticipate um, worse lockdowns. So they're already fleeing to the countryside, whatever the hell that means. I, I don't know if they all have like little homes that they go to or if they're just camping somewhere, but they're getting out of Paris because they know that it's crap and that it's not sustainable. Um, but never fear. Never fear, my American friends. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but thank God we've got Bill Gates because Bill Gates is hopeful that we can return to some kind of normal um, by June 2021. Hooray. Except I'm a little bit confused. Did I miss the part where we take medical advice from Bill Gates? I thought... And correct me if I'm wrong, if we have any nurses and if we have any doctors out there who listen to me, probably not doctors, who am I kidding, right? Like they're not listening to me. But nurses, if there are any nurses out there who listen to me um, or follow me on any of the social media platforms, isn't it illegal to 
give medical advice the way that Bill Gates and some of these other people are doing? Like, isn't that illegal on, on the platform? Like, they get on mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. They get on there and they give out this information. Uh, we, everybody has to be vaccinated. Really? Do you? It's, it's a 99.5% survivability. Like, do we? Really have to be vaccinated for that? I mean, we've got a flu vaccine out there and we've had it for a while. And yet people still die from the flu, except for this year. Um, weird, but, you know, apparently flu doesn't exist anymore. So who knew? So, yeah, Bill Gates is hopeful that we might be able to return to some version of normal in 2021, uh, June. So we're only a few months shy of returning back to our normal lives. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I guess that if this is illegal, if what he's doing is illegal, and maybe it isn't, but I think it underlines the fact that laws and uh, jail time exist just for us peasants. So don't you guys go out there and give medical advice, especially on a, um, a, a very broad public platform of some kind, you know, like... I can encourage you don't take the vaccine, but you ultimately have to do what's right for you. But Bill Gates saying everybody has to be vaccinated, eh, I don't know. That, that crosses the line, I think. But anyway, moving on, um, we do have some medical advice by, of course, doctor. I went to evil medical school for seven years to be called Dr. Fauci, right? Don't call him Mr. Uh in the New York Times, there's an article in the New York Times where Dr. Fauci acknowledges that he misled the American people on the efficacy of face masks in limiting the spread of COVID-19. He acknowledges that he misled. the. So, you know, I know I have some liberals who listen. So this is for the kids in the back. You acknowledge that you misled literally means you knowingly lied. Okay. So he knowingly lied about the efficacy of face masks in limiting the spread of COVID-19. And I quote, he admits um, he tailored his herd immunity threshold uh, estimate to PR, so public relations needs. Interesting, interesting. Um, in a... Uh, in an article called Just the News, or from an article on justthenews.com, I have to agree with uh, a professor of medicine at Stanford. His name is Jay. Oh my gosh, I'm going to mess this name up. Here comes the first challenge, right? Bhattacharya. I am so sorry if I messed that up. Bhattacharya. Uh, anyway, like I said, professor of medicine at Stanford, uh, he says, this apparent willingness to mislead the public in support of his preferred policy objective should disqualify him in providing public policy advice in any official capacity. No kidding. So doctor, again, I went to evil medical school for seven years. Fauci has wantingly, knowingly misled the public in order to basically further this entire fear-mongering debacle, right? Because that's really what's happened. Dr. Fauci himself seems to be ignoring the science of this pandemic. Uh, but then again, who isn't? What officials seem to be uh, following the science, right? It, none of the rules make any sense. None of this is about safety. If it were had anything to do about safety, 
um, some things would align, right? For instance, if you are on a construction zone and you are doing work above the ground, so you're four feet above the ground in a construction zone, you have to have some type of fall protection. That is OSHA rules and regulations on all 50 states. You have to have some type of fall protection. And as that that space above the ground increases, you have to, it's determined, is it fall protection? Is it fall arrest? What's going on? So there are some things that are definitely in place for safety um, that are non-negotiable amongst the states, right? None of this is about safety because nothing has been uh, any way um, not misleading. So what I mean by that is This virus, we know it came out of a lab in the Wuhan area of China. It's a biosafety level four laboratory. What that means is they handle viruses that have no cure, right? So you're looking at Ebola, that's a biosafety level four. Uh, AIDS, biosafety level four, okay? You are looking at those type of viruses. Not a single person in any biosafety level four laboratory, a, a reputable one, right? Where, where, God, it's, it's so hard. Where safety is a concern, where it should be, right? Should be. You're handling diseases for which there is no cure. At no point are they wearing those cute little surgical masks. At no point. Um, they're also not wearing a scarf. They're not wearing the little handmade masks with the cute little uh, puppies and whatever crap people are making. I mean, you know, I've got women for Trump. Uh, and it honestly, it's it's like a it's like a bikini bottom on my face. But you know, I wear it because I'm required to if I want to go into certain areas. Um, and up until recently, the hospital was one. Now you have to wear the surgical mask. None of these. Uh, laboratories are wearing those. Why? Because there's no protection factor. You can actually look it up. Look up the assigned protection factor of the surgical mask and let me know what you find. Now, you will find assigned protection factors for things like the N95 respirator. It's a respirator. And what they are wearing in the biosafety level 4 lab in Wuhan, like all biosafety level 4 labs across the world, hopefully, (laughs) they are wearing a full uh, PAPR suit. Um, I'm sorry, the full uh, space suit, which is like Tyvek, and then they've got the hood and the PAPR system. Um, but actually, instead of PAPR, they're using an airline system, meaning that air is pumped in through a tube into their spacesuit uh, from somewhere else. It's not coming from in the room. They are not breathing any of the room air at all. Why is that? That's because the little masks that you're wearing are not suitable for protecting against this virus. It's suitable for protecting things against like pollen. So if you're out mowing the lawn, put the mask on. If you're in surgery, the surgeon puts it on his face so he doesn't breathe bacteria into your open wound. That's a, that, that is why they wear it. They don't wear it to protect them from viruses, okay? If you were sick with the flu and you're coughing and hacking, you would put the surgical mask on your face because it would help block it coming out, but it's not going to protect you if this thing were truly airborne, like they say, right? This is 0.1 micron in size. That's 0.1 micron. It's, it's, there's, a, there's an analogy out there where there's a mosquito 
um, and a chain link fence. That's essentially what this is. That's essentially what this is. You're trying to protect um, yourself from getting sick by putting up a chain link fence to keep out a mosquito. Great job. So Dr. Fauci knew all of this. In fact, he was very public about it in the very beginning. Oh, yeah, don't wear the masks. Healthy people shouldn't wear masks. Um, <laughs> never mind the fact that um, you can't. You are at risk of Legionnaire's disease at some point. Okay, so there, that's another risk, right? If you look at the CDC, they also say you don't wear the surgical mask. Oh, but the CDC said we got to wear masks. Really go to their website, do a little digging, and you'll find out that no, they didn't say that. And I'm not saying that the CDC was was real great on the COVID, um, the COVID information. So they were a little bit part of the problem here. But Dr. Fauci knew all of that. Um, and he wantingly, willingly, knowingly misled the people, especially the American people. Um, but a lot of countries were looking at America. What are they doing, right? So, Because we are world leaders, so they're looking at us. So he wantonly let, misled us um, and as well as the world. And you know what? Uh, so did the mainstream media. To no one's surprise, we're all, we all know now um, the mainstream media, if you didn't know this before, you are intimately aware of it now, the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. In fact, if people would turn off their televisions and get off of Facebook, you wouldn't even know you were in a pandemic. You wouldn't know. Why? Because where are the bodies at? Hmm? If you are in a pandemic, you don't need to be told you're in a pandemic. You don't. You don't. No one in the 1300s, what is it, 1347-ish, um, had to be told that they were in a pandemic. Everybody knew the bubonic plague. They didn't call it that, of course. They called it the Black Death. But everybody knew that it was happening. Why? Because Monty Python told them to bring out their dead. A little bit of humor there. Hopefully there's some Monty Python people out there because otherwise that flew over your heads. I know there's at least one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's they, they, you were literally bringing dead people out of homes. They had to use mass burials because the amount of people died, right? A third of the European population at that time were wiped off the face of the earth by this pandemic. That's a pandemic. 50 million people were killed by the Spanish flu at the turn of the uh, the turn of the 20th century. 50 million people. No one had to be told, oh, hey, we've got a pandemic here. Well, thank God you told us there, Dr. Fauci, because pff, I had no idea. Are you kidding me? Everybody knew. Why? Because households were affected. They were intimately affected. And I'm not talking about the onesie twosies. Oh, I knew a person who knew a person or, I, or my uncle or my father or whatever. Those are tragic. It's always tragic when someone dies. It's always sad, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you have to be told by the mainstream media, by the government, that you are in a pandemic because you can't, what they're saying is you can't believe what your eyes are telling you. You don't see any of these bodies being dragged out. You don't see the um, sanitariums being reinstituted so that sick people have somewhere to go. Um, like they did for tuberculosis. You don't see any of that. You don't. What you do see is a whole lot of nothing. You see the hype. You see the, the fear mongering. You see the constant, you know, play. Oh my gosh, everybody's dying. The world's going to end me. You know, constant, constant, constant. And then when President Trump sends the USS Comfort to New York, 
to help out uh, uh, de Blasio. Uh, no one went to the ships. They, oh, but all oh, the hospital beds. Oh, my goodness. We, you know, there's a run. Oh, the hospitals. Oh, everybody's going to die. And yet the ship sailed away after however many days, however many months, right? It sailed away because no one was using it. Come on. Come on. So if you don't recognize now that the mainstream media is the virus, I don't know if this podcast is for you because I don't think I can wake you up. The mainstream media is the enemy of the people. They, along with Dr. Fauci, have been lying to us from the beginning. Not that COVID itself isn't real. The COVID-19 virus is real. Some people have been infected and some people have died. But it is not the pandemic that they are telling us. It's not. It's not. We are locking down the globe for nothing. For nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. We're locking healthy people down and we are starving people on purpose. On purpose. Now, why would we do that? Well, I've already mentioned it. The Great Reset. Okay? The Great Reset. That's where this is going. It's the Great Reset. And what that means is global socialism. It's global socialism, folks. They don't need this virus to be like the Spanish flu. They don't need it to be like Ebola. They don't need it to be like tuberculosis. They don't need it to wipe out large groups of people and be super, super fatal. What they need is for people to be afraid. That's what they need. They need people to be afraid because fearful people will do darn near anything to relieve themselves of the fear or of the the existential threat, whatever they perceive that threat to be, okay? That's what people will do. I'm pretty sure it was Benjamin Franklin who said, I always get this mixed up because I've seen it attributed to Thomas Jefferson, but I'm pretty certain it was Benjamin Franklin. But if I'm wrong, I apologize and I will correct myself. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Benjamin Franklin who said, you know, the people who are willing to sacrifice liberty for safety deserve neither. And that is a damn fact. That's a fact. You want to live on your knees? No, I don't think so. That doesn't usually turn out for people. So this virus had to be pushed the way it was pushed by mainstream media It had to be pushed by Dr. Fauci. They immediately gave him credentials. Oh, he was an advisor to Barack Obama, blah, 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 right? He's so smart. He's bipartisan. He's got nothing, you know, involved in this. Really, really follow the money. Follow the money. Real curious his ties to the Wuhan lab for a guy who's not invested. Just saying, just saying, I'm just saying. They wantingly misled us so that we could let them take control. And patriots, we let them do it. You know, we all said, all right, I guess we'll lock down for a little while. We we griped about it. You're damn right we griped about it. You don't lock down healthy people. No time in history did they ever quarantine healthy people. That's tyranny. Nobody did that, including during the bubonic plague. Healthy people weren't quarantined. Who was going to get out there and, and harvest the food for the other healthy people, right? No, what? honestly. But we let them do it. We let them do it because we're the silent majority. Well, look where that put us. Now we're going to be the socialist majority. Yay! Come on. That's what we did. 
That's what we did, and shame on us. This is a real virus. COVID-19 is real, okay? Um, you know, it's an incredibly smart virus. Um, I don't think we need to spend the money on the vaccine or searching for any vaccine, not because it's got a 99% survival rate, but because it seems to know the difference between whether or not you are worshiping in church versus shopping at Lowe's. That's weird. I don't know of any other virus on the planet, created or otherwise, that can do that. It's so discerning. It knows the difference between a mostly peaceful protest and a Trump rally. Remember South Dakota? Oh my gosh, they're going to be a super spreader over there in South Dakota with, with you know, Mount Rushmore. They're going to have to add another head and it's just going to be a COVID molecule. Um, super spreaders everywhere. And that didn't happen. Weird. But allegedly that, you know, that's where it was going to come from because the virus is so smart. You, you can't shop at the little mom and pop shops because COVID lives there. Um, but you can go to the big box stores, and especially New Yorkers. So if I've got any New York City friends out there, um, what the hell is with the curfew? So now it knows, you know, oh, it's after 10. By God, that COVID will get you. Oh, my. Okay. All right. I guess. So that, you know, that is so many instances in which we should have been stopping going, wait a minute. No more. No more. And pressuring our governors and pressuring our bishops and pressuring people to say, nah, we're done. We're done. Right. But we let it go on a little too long. Um, the other thing I can't wrap my head around, and I've never been able to wrap my head around this for the people who believed or still believe that the media is not lying to them. Why don't they question the fact that, um, if you dissent from the narrative and the narrative is straight fear-mongering. Everybody's going to die. The sky is falling. If you dissent from the narrative in any way, you are silenced. It doesn't matter who you are. So if you are, you know, doctor, uh, whoever, and you've got a PhD in virology and a P from, from you know, MIT or, or wherever, right? If you get on YouTube and you have an, a dissenting opinion, hey, look, you know, in my practice, I have given out hydroxychloroquine and all of my patients have survived. Or, um, you know, we're not seeing the pandemic the way the media is reporting what's going on. If you have any of these dissenting opinions or, or you start to question the narrative, the, the powers that be, mainstream media, big tech, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of these non-medical people, they shut you down. Every single American, regardless of which side of the aisle you are on, whether you voted blue um, or you voted red or you voted down purple, I don't care. Everybody should be a little bit on edge about that. What? What? I, all of a sudden, as an American citizen, I can't be trusted to discern for myself what might be true. I don't care if a uh, doctor who he sits on the board of, of doctors everywhere, he's the top level person. I don't care if he comes in and he says, this virus was created by space aliens. And if you don't uh, do a blood sacrifice at midnight on the 28th of December, then you're definitely going to die. I don't care if he says that. It's 
not up to them to protect us from that information. It's up to us to discern for ourselves and go, eh, that sounds sketchy as hell. I, I mean, maybe it'll work. Probably not. But we should be allowed as Americans with the First Amendment right to say whatever we're going to say and other Americans discern from that. You can sit here and listen to my podcast and then decide, oh, she's full of crap, totally full of crap. And um, that's great. That's wonderful. You know, I will defend your right to have that First Amendment. You can say whatever you want about me. You can say whatever you want about my opinions. But we all have the right to say it without the censorship, right? Like I've already said, I don't have to agree with anything you say. You could say some horrible stuff, but we have the right to say it. And the fact that big tech and the media are silencing physicians and nurses who come out. And mind you, the physicians and nurses who come out, who have put their faces on, t- on uh, YouTube, their licenses are at risk. Like they could lose their livelihood forever. And yet they believe so strongly in what they're saying that they're willing to risk it. That should tell you quite a bit. And then you decide for yourself, right? But like I said, The virus is real. The pandemic isn't. And here are some questions that I've got. First of all, like I've already said, if you have to be told, it's not a pandemic. But where are all the bodies? I think I've already asked that. Where are all the bodies? I don't see my neighbors dragging any dead bodies out of their houses. Thank God, because I don't want to see that. I don't wish that on anybody. Um, But where are all the bodies at? Where are all the bodies? Why inflate the number of deaths? If it's a pandemic, why do you have to inflate the numbers? Furthermore, why do you have to inflate the numbers of infection? I don't understand that either. You've, you know, the CDC and uh, the World Health Organization have had to back those numbers up a little bit here and there. Oh, it might not have been as deadly as we said before. Uh, you had to inflate the numbers of both infections and deaths. Why? If you're in a pandemic, shouldn't the numbers speak for themselves? I mean, nobody had to inflate the numbers during the Spanish flu. 50 million people died. It was pretty obvious. People were dropping everywhere. And it didn't matter your age. So, you know, that was another thing. Also, my other question, what is the criteria for measuring the COVID DNA when they swab you? So when they swab you and they run it through their 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 system, okay, I can't break this down because I I'm not capable of doing that in a way (laughs) that will make sense. So instead, I put the video on Parlor. You go to my Parlor at Conservative Mama Podcast. You can watch the video and um, the doctor there, she will break it all down for you. But basically what they do is they swab you and then they run it through a process and it's so many times removed. So they're finding a fragment of 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 a fragment, right? So 30, 40 times removed, and you are looking at something that is unimaginably small and also at that point non-infectious, okay? That's where we're at. How many times has this process, how many times has that swab been processed? Like how many times has it gone through that cycle in order for you to, in order for them to find that little tiny itty bitty fragment of COVID, in which case doesn't matter because you wouldn't have been infectious anyway. All right. Do you see the problem with this? It's not, it, it's not, you know, here in, in Illinois, you know, in my city, you know, this is how many we do. And that's how it is for all the state of Illinois. It isn't. 
well, my city might do this, or this hospital might do it this way, and that hospital over there might do it totally different, might do more cycles, might do less cycles, whatever. It's not um, standardized. There's no standardization. That's concerning. I'm disconcerting. I'm sorry. That's disconcerting. So, like I said, I'm going to put, I've got the video already up on Parlor. You can check it out. She will explain it so much better. Um, but, it, you know, there are cycles in which it goes through for them to find that COVID DNA. And when it hits, so basically the moral of the story is the test is too sensitive, which is weird because the chief scientist over at Pfizer said it couple weeks or how many weeks ago I think it was over a month ago at this point he came out and said he goes the te- this isn't the right test it's not even the right test like it's too sensitive and people are like Psh, don't have time for that and we moved on but remember the party of science remember the party of science folks they want us to know gotta believe the science except when the scientists are saying something that doesn't fit the narrative and then it, not that science not that science thank you no 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 thank you and my last question for this podcast. My last question is why are the hospitals being incentivized to mark COVID as cause of death as well as infection? So if you have a comorbidity, say you are um and and this is crazy because this came out very early on here in the state of Illinois when our our ridiculous governor got up there um, the chief doctor, I, good Lord, I don't know her position, but she's like, you know, he would speak every morning and then she would get up there and she would speak um, on behalf of COVID and, and whatever was going on here in the state of Illinois. She openly said, she says, you know, we're inflating the numbers. Why? If you have a comorbidity, she said, say you are in a hospice, say you've got a, a, a grandparent, for instance, or you're a parent that's in hospice and they are dying of stage four cancer. They're already dying. They're in hospice. They got two weeks left to live. It's lung cancer. You know, you're saying your goodbyes. You're, you're, you're going through that process, right? And then they pass away. But right before they passed away, you know, um, your uncle went to visit them, but your uncle tested positive for COVID. Oh, well, all of a sudden they mark that that, you know, your grandparent or your parent who was dying of, of you know, stage four cancer died of COVID. That's weird because that's not honest. But you can look it up. You can YouTube it. You can find her. I wish I had her name. I should have wrote that down. Um, but she came out and said it. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So why are the hospitals being incentivized to the tune of $30,000 and more for COVID deaths. Every person that they intubate, they get roughly $12,000, somewhere in that range, maybe it's $15,000. And then if they die, they get $30,000. That's per person. That seems like a conflict of interest, if you ask me. Why, where is the incentive to do the right thing and, and not claim it as COVID? Where's the, right, where, where's the incentive to not do that? Hmm, I don't know. Who knows? So here we are. COVID. You know, we've got Dr. Fauci who wantingly misled us, knowingly misled us, and now has decided, this is super cute, guys. I know I'm running long, so bear with me. Um, I feel like it's a trend all of a sudden, and maybe it is, but it's COVID, and I told you it was coming, and I am so not done. Woo, we're not done. And I don't mean this episode, I just mean in the future because this thing isn't going away. Dr. Fauci now has decided in his cute little pencil neck head, 
um, that he's ready to come clean. He, he feels that the American people are now in a place to hear the truth. We're now in the place to hear the truth. So after however many months, and I've lost track at this point, nine months, feels like 111 months, I don't know. Now we're ready to hear the truth? I'm sorry. That tells me how little they respect us as citizens. Our overlords don't think the peasantry can handle the truth. We are not in an episode of X-Files. We're not. We are not in an episode of X-Files. We are American citizens. Most of us are cognizant, thinking adults who can discern truth from fiction, even though the lines are blurry now that we live in clown world. Most of us can discern for ourselves, but yet now we can handle the truth. How dare you? To quote that Greta Thunberg or whatever, how dare you? Are you serious? Now we can handle the truth, you arrogant, you know what? Now we can handle it? Why should we believe you? Why should we believe anything you say at this point? You lied to us. We know you lied to us. We've questioned every step of the way, every totalitarian move, like the Governor Whitmer in, in Michigan, every ludicrous statement, oh, you know, make sure that you uh, don't travel anywhere, Governor Pritzker, and then immediately flies to Florida. Oh, Illinois, you're on lockdown forever. No restaurants can open. You can't, you can't go to a, God forbid, you go to a bar because COVID lives there, and then subsequently takes his large rear end up to uh, Lake Geneva, where the bars were open and the restaurants were open and uh, got caught on camera. <gasps> oh, that's weird. Isn't that weird? Laws for thee, but not for me. Hmm, that's so bizarre, isn't it? So why should we believe you? We believe that COVID, the virus, is real. We also believe that the pandemic is full of crap and you're full of crap, Dr. Fauci. And I'd say it to your face. I don't care. Dr. Burks, you're not a whole lot better. So now the American people are ready for the truth. Really, we're ready for the truth. Well, here's the truth, folks. Here's the truth. And I'm going to try to wrap it up. Here's the truth. COVID-19 is not as deadly as they had us believe. It's not as deadly as they told us. This much we know. It is being used as a weapon against the global citizenry because they want to usher in global socialism. I circled back. Boom. I'm not letting this go. It's called the Great Reset. Do yourselves a favor and look it up. But since I know a lot of you aren't going to do that, I bought the book and it's literally called COVID-19, The Great Reset. It's written by Klaus Schwab. Him Say that five times fast. Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. I can't do it. Written by Klaus Schwab and another name I can't pronounce here. Um, no offense to the writer. He's French, and I, I will just destroy it. This is their playbook. This it, They wrote it <laughs> during the COVID pandemic. So you mean to tell me they haven't been planning this crap? You pushed out a book? It was written in June of 2020. Are you serious? And, and you pushed out a book that fast? What the hell? You knew it was coming. And like I said, it is literally called COVID-19, The Great Reset. I will be giving you information as we go along, as I read it. Um, I'm reading it so that you don't have to. I spent like 10 bucks on this, so I, you know, I'm taking notes. I'm writing all over the book. It's ridiculous. Um, 
But here's a quote, because you don't have to believe me. You don't have to take my word for it. I'm only just out of the introduction because I took so many notes. Um, And so they're talking about the acceleration of the COVID-19 virus, right? They're talking about how quickly it it um, accelerated, right? Within three months, it went from like no cases to 100,000. And then in a a day or two, it was like 200,000. And then 500,000. It was ridiculous, right? But those numbers were inflated. So here we go. All right. They are literally coming out and they're telling you what they're going to do. Okay. This, This acceleration and because of the acceleration, we have to act fast. We have to use this Um, Like, I think it was Rahm Emanuel who said, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? They are using this to usher in the Great Reset, aka global socialism. And so uh, this is what it says. And I quote, I'm going to read here, so bear with me. It might thus provoke changes that would have seemed inconceivable before the pandemic struck, such as new forms of monetary policy like helicopter money, um, parentheses already a given in parentheses, the reconsideration, recalibration of some of our social priorities and an augmented search for the common good as a policy objective, the notion of fairness acquiring political potency, radical welfare and taxation measures, and drastic geopolitical realignments, end quote. Ladies and gentlemen, that is global socialism. Whenever people start talking about the common good as a policy objective versus you as an individual figure out your own good. The government doesn't know. The world leaders don't know. They don't know what's best. Okay. The notion of fairness. I'm telling you, like I tell my daughter and and the neighborhood kids who don't care what I have to say, you don't want fair No one wants fair. Life isn't fair, but you don't want it to be fair. You want it to be just. There is a difference. Fair says that the person next to me who who works 26 hours a week and basically sits around picking their nose will make as much money as me and I'm working 60 hours a week busting my hump doing whatever, right? Maybe I'm a metal press, right? Like that's what I'm doing. That's fair. You don't want fair. You want just. You want just. If you're working 60 hours a week in a freaking machine shop and you're pressing metal and it's 110 degrees outside, it's 1,000 degrees in that machine shop. I don't care what size fan you've got in there. Those giant industrial size fans are not cooling you down. You do not want your salary to match that of the guy pushing the broom over at the grocery store in the air conditioning for like four hours a week. You don't want fair, you want just. There is a difference. Folks, that's what's coming. Like I said, they wrote a book on it. Look it up. It's on Amazon. That's that's where I got it. It is COVID-19, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab and some other person. Um, It's what's coming. And guess who's involved? I've already said this, but some people tune into other things. So, you know, maybe they're jumping in for the first time. And if you are jumping in for the first time, thank you very much. But I should warn you in advance, I'm excitable um, and I don't pull punches. So, you know, sorry, probably should have said that in the beginning. People, guess who's involved? Obviously, Klaus Schwab, you know, look up Global Economic Forum. He says it out loud to your face. Um, But who else is involved in that Global Economic Forum? Well, 
We've got George Soros, everybody's favorite, you know, instigator, right? He's the one behind, he's the money behind Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Look it up, follow the money. All right, George Soros, okay? He wants all of this to come crumbling down. You've got Bill Gates, an open eugenicist. He's got no concern about human life. This has nothing to do about human life. He doesn't, this is not caring And if you don't believe me, look at his track record on his vaccines that he likes to hand administer to people over in India and Africa. And look at the horror that he's inflicted over there. Namely, polio vaccine. Go ahead and look it up and just be shocked. He's not in it for your health. They're not in it for your health. He's not a doctor. Why are we listening to him? What the hell? You've got Jeffrey Sachs and my personal favorite, Pope Francis, Bergoglio himself, Mr. Let's Have a Dialogue about human togetherness and never once mention Christ. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And the only thing standing between us and them is and was President Donald J. Trump. The only one. That's why they got mad when he dropped out of the Paris Accords, when he said, we will never be a socialist country, they said, oh yeah? And they ushered this in. This COVID-19 was an exercise back in 2017 that was started by Bill Gates. Look it up. It's all out there. It was an exercise. It was, a, it was they had to pick, uh, it was a tabletop exercise they had to pick between a coronavirus pandemic and, and something else pandemic. And it, they went with COVID virus, um, coronavirus. Uh, that's what they went with. And um, all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci, who was part of that, part of that little round table, he was like, oh, there's going to be a pandemic in the Trump administration. Super prophetic. Just saying, just saying. That was weird. I, maybe he went to profit school too. I don't know. I don't know. But it's out there. It's all findable. It's all findable. I'm telling you, if the enemy is telling you what they're going to do, you best believe them. Because it's better to be prepared and never need to be, never need to use any of your preparedness than to not be prepared and get caught with your pants around your ankles, so to speak. Okay? Believe them. I'm looking at the book. It's not conspiracy theory, folks. They want to make sure that we are on our knees and that we will take anything, anything to go back to normal. Give me the vaccine, please. Give me the vaccine. I'll do anything for my life to go back to normal. I have had friends who are Christian tell me this. I'll sign up for it right now if it means my life will go back to normal. Really? Really? Your life isn't going back to normal. Not anytime soon. You have to be willing to fight to take it back. That is the cost. That's the cost of freedom. I'm sorry, and I'm not advocating for violence. You know this. You know this. But that is the cost, people. The time to be silent is over. Dissent. Dissent, dissent, dissent. Because the time for silence is over. It is time to stop sitting here and buying the garbage from mainstream media when they say, eh, it's conspiracy theory. Really? Then why are they calling it this? It's their words. It's not mine. It's their words. 
This is the point of COVID-19. It never was intended to kill large swaths of people. That's why you're not seeing the bodies being dragged out of homes. That's why everything went on lockdown. That's why the rules don't make any daggone sense. That's why they had to rush this vaccine, which we'll talk about later in a different episode. That's why, folks, because frightened people will do anything to relieve themselves of the fear. It's like people who are being tortured. They will do anything and say anything to relieve themselves of the pain. It's why you can't trust their testimony. That's what's happening. So stand your ground. Stand your ground. Because we're losing it. We're losing it. They've got us in the mainstream media. They've got us on the college campuses. They've got us in Hollywood. They've got us just everywhere you turn. But we've got to take the language back and we can't be afraid to fight. Okay, that's enough. It is 2021. We're going into this with a fight. I know I went long. Oh my gosh, I'm almost at an hour. It's ridiculous. Um, Who knew? All right, so thank you so much for listening. Um, Like I said, my uh, parlor account has the video if you want to learn more about the vaccine, what is in it, um, what your risks are at taking it, Christians, Catholics, uh, the Pfizer vaccine, any of the vaccines that are created in or using inside an aborted fetus cell or using the aborted fetus cell, there's a difference. Um, morally, you are not allowed to take it. Full stop. I don't care what Pope Francis says. You're not allowed to take it. So um, you've got to make sure what's in it, okay, before you take it. And uh, like I said, it's in the it's in the video. It's on my parlor. Uh, conservative mama podcast. I had a brain fart there for a minute. Conservative mama podcast at parlor. You can watch the video for yourself and educate yourself on that. Thank you so much. It is happy new year to everyone. 2021 is here and we're fighting silent. No more pass these, uh, podcasts around, send these episodes to your family. Um, let's get them on board. We are 75 million strong and growing and it's time now to not be silent. God bless.